Hey everybody, it's Kyle and you are back for another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast so you can learn all about electric bicycles. Now this is a topic that I've discussed before. It's not one that people always want to think about or talk about because it kind of sounds negative, which is theft, but I do want to put a positive spin on it and talk about not only how do you prevent theft, but how do you get your bike back if it ever happens. All right, so I've got five simple tips to not only help you prevent your e-bike from ever getting stolen, but sometimes no matter what you do, it can happen anyway. And then what do you do? And that's something I haven't seen anybody really talk about. What are the steps or the processes you should follow if your electric bike is stolen to increase the chances of recovery? Now, I bring this up because of a case that's happening right now, and there's not a final resolution to this, but in short, I had someone email me and say, hey, this bike is listed locally online, and it looks like it's one of your models. Is this something we can get parts for? It's missing a battery key. It's missing the charger. The the lock mechanism is kind of boogered up because they tried to use a screwdriver or something because they lost the keys. And I just have to say this up front. If you ever see an electric bike online where it says they're missing the keys and they're missing the charger, that is a red flag. It doesn't mean it's stolen, but it is a red flag that there's a high likelihood that it was stolen. Because if someone grabs an electric bike off of somebody's bike rack on their car, out of their garage, out of a public setting, what are the two things they're not going to get? They're not going to get their keys because the owner of the bike probably has them either in their pocket or in their car or, you know, at home in a safe place. They're probably not sitting on the bike most of the time. Uh, And then they probably don't have the charger sitting right there as well. So that's just something to be aware of as a a red flag. If the price is cheap, uh, there's some notable damage somewhere to the bike and they're missing those two things. uh, You should probably be aware that that's a possibility. Uh, But back to this story, I had someone contact me, ask me about this bike, and I was able to confirm from the listing that, yeah, that looks like a Bolton e-bike. And the reason it was a little confusing at first is because the listing didn't say Bolton e-bikes. It didn't say the model. It it was very generic. Uh, But I could tell from the photos that it was definitely one of our bikes. Now, the odd thing about it was it looked suspicious but I hadn't had anyone tell me there was a bike stolen. So I had to do a little bit of digging. I looked for customers in that area. I made a few phone calls, and I was able to track down who the bike originally belonged to. And there were reasons that they hadn't contacted me about the theft of the bike, which I'll get into in a little bit. So number one tip I've got to share with you You need to go do this right now if you haven't done this already. If you're at home near your bike, hit pause on this podcast or take your phone with you, go to your bike and write down the serial number. And better yet, take a picture of the serial number because that is kind of like the fallback that all major police departments, sheriff departments will use to identify your bike if they ever recover it or look it up. You need the serial number and a picture of it 
is best. If you have it written down, at least you can tell them, hey, this is the serial number of my bike, and they can identify it. But if you've got photo evidence, even better. Now, something that came up in this particular case was uh, they were asking about not only the serial number on the frame. Now, when I say serial number, I mean a number that's engraved in the metal on the frame somewhere. If there's a sticker or if this is a number on the motor, that is not the serial number of the frame. Make sure you get that engraved number. And there's two places where this serial number will be on almost any bike. I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere else. It's going to be on the head tube right above the fork, which is a nice spot because you can look at the front of the bike and you can read it. Or if it's not there, often you will find serial numbers on the bottom bracket in between the cranks. So you kind of have to flip the bike up or over often to see the serial number there. But those are the only two places I've ever seen a serial number on a frame. There might be some exceptions, but if you're not sure where it is, start with those two spots and you'll probably find it. Photo evidence of the serial number. And then if you are at it, you might as well snap some photos of the motor, any part numbers or serial numbers on the motor, a picture, just kind of a wide shot of the entire bike. If you have any changes or modifications you've made that are aftermarket, they would differentiate it from another bike. You know, take a photo of those to make it easier to identify. And with all of those things guaranteed, you will be able to prove ownership. Because what if somebody knows, oh, they're going to check the serial number and they grind it off or make it, you know, so it can't be read. Obviously, that looks suspicious, but it does make it harder to track down who the owner is or to prove that it was your stolen bike, not someone else's stolen bike. So if you have pictures of multiple aspects of the bike, it's going to help. So that is tip number one. Now, before we talk about how do bikes get stolen and what causes them to get stolen, obviously, you shouldn't steal bikes. That's bad. <laughs> but the thing I think we need to talk about first is what are the most common scenarios for bikes to be stolen in the first place? Because in the past, I feel like I'm guilty of talking about it this way. We talk about bikes being out in public. But recently, I have had a few phone calls with people, not many, thankfully, but people who've had other brands of bikes stolen. In this one case, it was one of uh, the Bolton e-bikes models, one of my customers. But where are the bikes being stolen from? I typically talk about it being out in public, like you ride to the store and you lock your bike up outside the store going in and out of the store. However, just based on the calls I've had lately, that's not the most common place where bikes are being stolen from. I find that more bikes are often being stolen from your own home. And that's kind of a scary thought, but it makes sense. Where is the bike most of the time? Well, hopefully it's out riding, but there's a certain number of hours guaranteed it's going to be at your house. And the two different cases I've heard about within, I don't know, one was in the last couple of months, the other one was in the last maybe year or so, people that I've talked to personally, uh, one, they had pulled up to their house and the bikes were on a bike rack behind their car. They pulled up to their house. I don't know if it was before a ride or after a ride, exact circumstances. But basically, the bikes are visible on their car. House is on a, a street where people can just drive by at any time. They pull up to their house or they're getting ready for a ride and had just put the bikes back on. They went in the house for like five, 10 minutes to grab something and came back out and the bike was gone. So somebody stole it off of the back of their car 
while it was parked in front of their own home. That's really sad and unfortunate. But that's something you have to be aware of that, yeah, thieves don't care where the bike is, if it's out in public or if it's at your home. If they can see it and easily get to it, uh, and there's an opportunity, crime of opportunity, whatever you want to call it, that is where it can happen. The other one was in the guy's garage. And I think he said it was in front of his car, but his garage door was open. So from the right angle, you could see the bike. And same exact thing. Bike was in the garage. He walked inside. Bike is visible from the street, from people passing by. Somebody came in, nabbed the bike, and off they went. So it's possible there is somebody locally in the neighborhood looking for things like that. Maybe they just happen to go by. But if you live in an area where you have some through traffic on a street, then that's the thing. You don't want to keep your bike where someone can see it. So out of sight, out of mind, if your garage door is closed and no one sees that you have an e-bike, a lot less likely for it to be stolen. Uh, Both of those cases and others that I've heard of secondhand are instances where someone just could be passing by and they can spot the bike and just take it because no one is watching it. It doesn't matter if it's your home or a public place. So that's just something to keep in mind that sometimes just you don't even have to lock it up in your garage. The garage door has to be closed so people can't see it. So that's tip number two. Just keep it out of sight and your chances of theft prevention will be much, much higher. To go along with that, Number three has always been my recommendation that if you have your bike not locked up where other people can see it, then keep it in your sight. So if you can't see it, keep it out of sight of everyone else. And if other people can see it, make sure that it's visible to you. If you have it parked outside and you're washing it off or doing some maintenance and you're going to go inside, have it near a window where you can still keep an eye on it. Maybe you've got security cameras or something around your property so you can see if someone approaches to look at it and poke around near your bicycle. Keep it within sight, and most of the time, that's going to prevent someone from stealing it if they know someone is watching, particularly the owner. In public, you know, they're pretty brazen. They, they often don't really care if just general public is watching. If the owner is watching, however, they're probably not going to do it because obviously the owner is going to attempt to stop them. Now, number four, we could get into GPS systems and locks and all those kinds of things. I've talked about those before. Obviously, there's a lot of locks. Anything you can do to slow down a thief is a good thing. Uh, and anything that's a deterrent, you know, if you have a GPS, you can put a sticker on it that says it's tracked by GPS. That might work as a theft deterrent as well. But I don't want to get into that as much as the recovery process. So step number five, let's say you've done everything you were supposed to do, but somehow something happened to where your bike disappears anyway. What can you do at this point to get it back? Or worst case scenario, maybe get some of your money back so you can go get another e-bike, right? But I think this is something we haven't talked about at all, what to do from here. And from talking with a sheriff in a different state where one of these bikes was stolen, learned some uh, different things and tips from him. Some of those things were about the serial numbers and motors and things I've already talked about. But I want to talk about everything you need to do. And the first thing, if it's stolen, is contact your local 
police department and file a report. Generally speaking, most of the e-bikes are expensive enough that they warrant a police report. They're a high enough value that there are some significant consequences to someone who is out there stealing bikes. And odds are, if they've stolen one, they may have done it again. They may be somebody who does this on a regular basis, and we would like them to stop, right? So contact your local police department, because they may have some suspects already in the area. They may know where to look for recently stolen bikes. Obviously, they're going to have a lot more resources on this sort of thing than you or I would. But if you have a police report that kind of gets the ball rolling, they know it's stolen if they ever come across it. And also, you can use that police report for you know your insurance company, whether you have some sort of e-bike-specific insurance, you have a homeowner's insurance policy, and often they will cover the cost of theft, especially if it's something that happens out of your own home. So that may be an option to get some recovery financially, although you may not get the bike back in that case. So step number one, contact the police department. If you have some sort of insurance coverage that might cover it, you know, reach out to those companies that you have and see if there's anything they can do for you. And then from there, I would start a search online because if you have a bike thief, what are they going to steal the bike for? Well, they're not going to keep it and ride it around. Most thieves are smarter than that. They're not going to hang on to stolen property. They want to get rid of it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean they want to get rid of it quickly. That's something I learned from this recent interaction is they didn't list it, at least to my knowledge, right away. They actually waited a few months. I think it might have been two or three months after the bike was stolen to put it online. So obviously they they were a little bit risky there unless maybe they just hadn't sold it yet. I don't know. But it wasn't brought to my attention or anyone else's that I'm aware of in that two, three month period. And when they put the bike online, like I said, it was a very vague description. It didn't say it was a Bolton e-bikes model. It didn't say it was the Raptor bike specifically. It didn't list a lot of the specifications about the bike. Very, very generic. And the reason it's listed that way is because, well, if you have a stolen Bolton e-bike, you might think at first, oh, I'm going to go onto Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever local buy-sell app there is, and you're going to type in Bolton e-bike and see if anything pops up. But they don't want you to find it, so they're not going to list it under that specific name. And they may even take pictures at an angle to where it's hard to see the brand name and kind of hide that a little bit. So that's something to be aware of, that you have to be a little more vague in your search terms. So if you're looking on Craigslist, there's not an e-bike section for sale, but there is a bicycle section and there's bicycles and parts, I think. I think they have a couple things like that. So I would just go to the general bicycle section. Instead of doing a search, just start looking through the most recent for sale ads and just browse through them without doing a search at all to make sure you get all the results. You'll have a little more to sort through, but you're going to be able to see everything that's in there and you might be able to find it that way. And then, of course, from there, you can go back to the police department or sheriff's office that you already talked to and say, hey, I think I found my bike. Here it is. You give them the information to 
follow up on. Of course, if you have a GPS tracker or something, you know, then you can pass that information along, say, hey, not only did I find a, a listing for it, but I know approximately where it's located. You know, the more information you have, the better. And then they can reach out to that person and make a recovery and hopefully an arrest if they catch the right person from there. So rough search, vague search, I should say, is my big tip there. And you can check all of those sites that have buy, sell, use things for sale. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, you can check eBay, the particular bike I'm talking about that happened recently was listed on a website called OfferUp. And there's another website that I use when I'm searching for things specifically called Search Tempest. And what it is, is a Craigslist type search, but it searches all areas of Craigslist. I don't know if you're familiar with Craigslist, but basically you usually have to select like a, like a specific city or geographic region. And you look through the items in that area but then if you want to find the item like in the neighboring town, you have to go select that town and then search that one and then select the other one. Well, with this website called Search Tempest, you can do one search or category and it will bring up a whole bunch of areas within a certain mileage. So you might type in, you know, a range of 200 miles and look at all bicycles within that 200 mile radius. So you have a better chance of finding something because maybe they listed it in the next town over from where they bought it from, and it wouldn't come up under your normal searches. And then finally, as far as searching for these, the last tip is kind of regards to that time frame. Obviously, I would do it immediately right away, because most, I feel like, would try and move the bike as quickly as possible, get the stolen device, whatever it is, out of their hands. So better chance of recovery, I think, immediately. Anything you can do to find it online right away. I would do a search quickly, but if nothing comes up, keep checking every few days, even if it takes two, three months, because they may, like in this case, they may hold on to it for a couple months before they put it online with a generic listing, hoping that whoever got it stolen is just going to kind of forget about it by then and they're not going to be looking for it anymore. So I would keep up with it for a few months if you don't have any hits. And finally, there are a couple of other resources you can use to get some help. There is a website online where you can actually report your bike as stolen. So anyone who goes to this website, and I guess I'm going to have to find it. We can put it in the show notes. I'm trying to blank on the website name. But basically, it's a nationwide database. So anybody can put their serial number of their bike in and say if it's stolen. So if you're looking at a bike for sale, you can always type in that serial number real quick and see if it pops up and if anybody has reported it stolen or not. So really useful thing that you can use. And then the other thing I would do personally, I would post on any online forums or groups for people that are either in your area or that are looking at your brand of bike. So for example, there are Facebook groups for Rad Power e-bike owners, for Saunders e-bike owners, for Bolton e-bike owners. All these different brands of e-bikes have owners groups. And if you post it there and say, hey, my bike just got stolen, here's what it looks like, here's the serial number, you know, whatever information you want to provide, then anybody who's looking at e-bikes used in their area is going to be like, oh, I know there's a stolen one. They're going to keep their eyes open for it. And someone you don't know may find it for you. So I would definitely highly recommend using social media and posting about the theft online. To me, that has two effects. One, increases your chances of success and recovery 
Two, word spreads fast online these days. If thieves can't steal bikes anymore because word gets out so fast after the theft that everyone is looking for them, then they're going to stop doing it, right? We want them to be afraid of being caught so they won't do it anymore. Or better yet, they just turn their lives around and be better people and don't want to steal bikes anymore. That's, that's ideal. Uh, but anything we can do to make it more difficult is a move in the right direction. Now, I have to share a couple of funny stories, or one, I should say. We'll leave it at one, that I've seen online that if you want a good laugh, go look it up. There's multiples of these out there, but I'll share just one of them, which is just a standard bicycle. This is a couple years back, and I'm sure if you you know, look up lady recovers her own bicycle or gets bike back from thief or something like that, you'll probably find it. But there's some photos of this online. Somebody had their bike stolen, which none of us want to have happen, right? But she did one of the things I just talked about. She went on Craigslist and she started looking around and she found her bike for sale. Now, I don't recommend doing what she did. <laughs> I would take those steps of involving the local police department because we want consequences to be applied to people who are stealing things. But what she did is responded to the ad and said, hey, I'm interested in buying your bike. She meets the person in a public parking lot. You know, she agrees to take the bike for a test ride. You know, let me see how it fits and everything looks great. I think I'll buy it. Let me ride it around the parking lot. Obviously, the thief is standing right there with her bike. And what does she do? She just keeps on riding. She steals the bike back. So funny story. There's a photo of her, you know, like standing next to her bike after, you know, all proud that she got it back. I don't recommend doing that. Would I do the same thing? Obviously, that would be tempting. It makes for a great story. But like I said, if you can have the police there, even better, because then they can make an arrest if needed. And hopefully that prevents that from happening again. Because I don't remember what the resolution was in that case. The guy may have got off free and said, oh, well, they stole the bike. That's too bad. Maybe he goes and does it again. I don't know what happened with that. There you have it. That's my thoughts on not just a few tips on theft prevention that we've talked about before, but how do you get your bicycle back? And thankfully, using some of these techniques, I was able to not only locate a stolen bike recently, but locate the owner and kind of connect all the dots. Like I said, there's still a resolution that needs to occur on this particular case. So I guess I'll have to update if I hear anything different. But I hope that you guys, at the end of the day, just have fun riding your bike. And this is not something you have to worry about. It doesn't happen very often. But it is something I think you should be aware of and prepared for. Because if you're prepared for it and it does happen, you'll know exactly what to do. And your chances of getting your bike back will be much, much higher. Thanks again for listening to an episode of the Bolton eBikes podcast. Again, if you're new, go to ebikepodcast.com. That's where you'll find a sign up for a newsletter. We will send out an email once a week when we have new podcast episodes that come out. And we also send out notifications in those emails about any recent bike giveaways we're doing. We just gave away a KBO bike. So congratulations to the winner on that one. I think we just shipped it out yesterday. And we also have a giveaway as I'm recording this episode for a Ride One Up bicycle. And I know that we have some other bikes lined up in the very near future for more giveaways. So love reviewing bikes when I can, giving those bikes away. We're going to keep doing that. Once again, if you go to ebikepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter, 
guaranteed you'll get notice when those are happening. Thanks again. I'm Kyle, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes, and I'll talk to you another Tuesday. 